What's going on, everyone? Welcome into a live Cleveland Browns report. We got some news to break down on today's show and some other topics to cover as we go into NFL Week 2 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But shout out to everyone for tuning into the live show today. We're going to break down the latest roster moves that were made. Uh, offensive tackle Ty Inseki was added to the practice squad. He's got some clarifying reports coming out. And then Michael Dunn was promoted to the active roster. So we're going to recap all that, catch everyone up to speed so no one's a dumbo going into Week 2 and a surprise to see anyone on the field. But before we get into all that, I do want to give a quick shout out to this super chat coming in from Chef Ruben, a $10 super chat. Number one, I believe in Watson. All right, me too. Number two, Watson still has a lot to prove. I agree. Number three, Watson is prone to have an injury the way he is used to run the football. I don't think you're wrong. I mean, Watson definitely runs with an aggressive style and he takes some chances and he takes some hits and it scares the bejesus out of me. And number three, again, but probably number four, hell no on a DTR trade. F Pitt, F T Watt, go Brownies. Be honest with me, guys. If the Jets, and this would never happen, we know this. We can all agree that if the Jets called the Browns and offered a first round pick for Dorian Thompson Robinson, we would all take it, right? I know DTR was amazing in the preseason, but you are lying to yourself. If the Jets called the Browns and said, hey, we think he's the next big deal, we are willing to take a risk on him for a first-round pick, you're you tell me you would say no to that? The Browns don't have a first-round pick in next year's draft. Come on, who are we fooling here? But anything less, not interested. Now, I want to get everyone watching involved really quickly while we let everyone you know, click on the notification and join the live show and everything like that. So shout out your city for me in the chat. We're going to be giving some shout-outs in just a moment. But let me know where you are tuning in from. It's always great to see how big the dog pound and Browns backers are from coast to coast, from pole to pole. We've got uh, Columbus in the house from Aaron. Uh, we've got Adam Bennell in Alliance, Ohio. We've got someone from Oregon, Ty Mance in Ohio, Roberts in Oklahoma City. We've got York, Pennsylvania, Dayton, Ohio. Jersey Dog, as always, in South Jersey. Brent is at Virginia Beach. Cool Guys in Maryland. Jake's in Arizona, Strongsville, Timberlake, Birmingham, West Virginia. Fred Magic is in Cleveland. L. Smith, who was hanging out with us during the watch party, is in London, UK, but Ohio at the same time. I don't get that one. Middleton, Ohio, Bowling Green, Parma Heights, Las Vegas, Olney, Columbus, Orlando, Greenville, Switzerland. That's what we want to see. Chicago in the house. What up the 847 will? Uh, F. Pitt. Uh, yep, F. Pitt works too. I just read it off as a city. Like, what a bizarre town. Uh, New London, Fresno, Worcester, Ohio, Louisville, Fresno, New York City, Canton, Bowling Green. All right, lots of great cities, lots of great towns going on in the chat right now. But be honest with me here. We're going to talk DTR for a little bit because there is a lot of chatter online, especially on the Twitter app. What about that? So, Adam we got Schechter, producer Trace Gerard. Take it away. How's it going, Browns fans? So Adam Schefter just tweeted out a quote from Robert Sala saying, quote, this is Zach Wilson's team. Yeah, it is his team until it's not his team. Exactly. And we saw last year Robert Sala had a very short leash for Zach Wilson. The guy made him a healthy scratch at Absolutely. points. Absolutely. So call me crazy. Uh, I think he's just saying this to kind of rally around the locker room. If like That's your job as a head coach, right? you have to make sure the team stays committed to the next 16 games and not just mail it in. And you know what a good way to scare the locker room? 
go in front of the media and go, yeah, we're not really sure who's our quarterback right now. Like, that's not going to inspire a lot of confidence for the Jets moving into week two. So I see that, and I read between the lines going, Zach Wilson's our quarterback until we get a better quarterback. And my guess is they are looking at some better quarterbacks. But would you trade DTR to the Jets? Barney Miller says trade. Adam and Emmett saying pass. Uh, Chris says pass. Frank Lopez says pass. Gemini says pass. Drowning in Music going with the pass. Alex Snyder pass. I mean, I left this one open-ended, and so I'm responsible for that. But if the Jets called, and they can't offer a second because that belongs to the Packers now, but if they called and offer a first, a third, we're probably taking it, right? I mean, first for sure. No question about it in my eyes. Third, all right, you can, you can persuade me to hold on to DTR for a third. Now, what I do want to persuade everyone on is an awesome sponsor we have here at Chat Sports called Game Time. Stop stressing about getting tickets to go see your favorite team play or go see your favorite band in concert. With Game Time, they remove the stress for getting tickets for all of those great things because they have killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee allows you to stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you are going to be having. So if you are going to try and catch a Cavs game, a Guardians game, or of course a Cleveland Browns game, or wherever you live and whatever your favorite team is, make sure you are using Game Time to go see them yourself in person because Game Time's got so many awesome features that I'm excited to share with you all, like this bird's eye view of your seats. So you can see the map of the stadium. You can click on each one. It shows you the price and all that good stuff. That's not out of the ordinary. But what is, is the bird's eye view it offers, where it's like you're, you know, you're at the actual stadium yourself, where you can move your phone, and it updates what your angle is of the entire stadium from your own phone so you know what you're getting before you even sit down. So with the whole season right in front of us and the Browns only having one home game out of the way, use Game Time to go check out some more Browns football this season. Go download the Game Time app today. Use our promo code BROWNSCHAT. When you do that, Game Time gives you $20 off your first purchase. So it's an awesome way to go experience maybe your first Cleveland Browns football game ever or maybe your 50th Browns football game ever. Whatever it may be, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but once again, create an account and redeem the code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Lowest minute, lowest, uh, excuse me, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you, Game Time, for making today's show possible. All right, grade the Browns defense for me as we switch gears all together. Talk about the defense for a moment because the defense deserves a lot of love. I mean, they completely stifled Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And I don't know what percentage you want to chalk up to Joe Burrow not being 100%, the weather, or just being a very good defense. But for me, I think the Browns just being a very good defense probably accounts for like 70% of it, right? The weather accounts for 20%, and Joe Burrow not being 100% accounts for 10%. But there was that one play, and if you remember it, just you know, knock on wood if you're with me, where Joe Burrow gets a lot of pressure, it's a screen to Joe Mixon, and he almost two hands like shovel passes it to Joe Mixon. The guy looked like he was terrified of what was about to happen, and so he just flicked it forward, just wanted to get away from him, get the ball away from him, and get away from pressure, 
hit the ground, incomplete pass. But the Browns came away from that like, we are in this guy's head. Like, we have rattled him. This isn't some rookie quarterback. This is cool Joe. He's cool. He's calm. He's clutch. None of that was on display on Sunday. And a lot of credit has to be given to Jim Schwartz, Miles Garrett, and the rest of this defense. So give me an A, give me a B, give me a C. I'm definitely Ray Bidding, get a first-round pick, and David goddamn Putney, good punt returner. Uh, ECO, HD, A+, Nick Watson's giving it an A, Kevin K is giving it an A, Alex is giving it a B, Burrow shouldn't have played past the third quarter. I don't feel like the national media is talking about Burrow and the Bengals' week one performance a lot. They probably don't want to give the Browns more credit than they already have to, but doesn't anyone else find it a bit bizarre that a team that came up just short from going to the Super Bowl last year, right? If not for one late hit out of bounds, the Bengals could very well have been in the Super Bowl. They scored three points in week one. This is a big deal in my eyes. The Chiefs lost, the Bengals lost, the Bills lost, Aaron Rodgers got injured. Like, a lot of juggernauts of the AFC were taken down to earth in week one. And who looked the best of all the, you know, next tier of AFC teams kind of on the rise, the Browns, the Dolphins, that group right there? Dolphins looked good. Browns won 24-3. Like, there are some really good teams in the AFC, and it might not be the usual suspects anymore. Um, I'm seeing A+, 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 Raiders are leading their division. Jacob, you got to love week one, right? When you get just the brief division leads, and then that changes oh so quickly. Uh, a, um, Mr. Reed is giving it an A or B. Uh, Scott, A+, plus. if they do it twice in a row. Yeah, that's a very good point that Scott raises, right? Are they frauds? Was it a one-hit wonder because of the rain, because of Burrow being injured? Can they do it again? When I haven't looked at the weather, someone can you know tell me in the chat if I'm wrong. I'm predicting no rain in Pittsburgh, which is rare. Um, for this time of year especially, but no rain on Monday night, and a healthy quarterback in Kenny Pickett. I can't wait. I can't wait, baby. I cannot wait. Uh, secondary was great, no doubt about it. Joe, we are notorious for looking good, and then we suck eggs in the fourth quarter for the remainder of the season. If they could keep up this trend, I'd be bought in. I understand where everyone is coming from when referencing old Browns going, hey, same old Browns, right? I get all that. And not you're not wrong, but it's not the same old Browns. The same old Browns did not have a Pro Bowl quarterback, did not have an all-pro defensive end, an all-pro running back, an all-pro guard, another Pro Bowl defensive end, another Pro Bowl defensive lineman. No, that, that, that is not the same old Browns. An all-pro Pro Bowl cornerback or two. If you want to include Martin Emerson or half of Emerson, half of Greg Newsom when it comes to skill level. A two-time Super Bowl winning safety. No, I'm not buying that it is the same old Browns. Those Browns never had the talent that these current Browns have. So, yes, Browns fans have been down this path before. We know. What I'm trying to say is this is a different team. This is not the same old Browns. All right. We are going to have a mailbag at the end of the show. So get your questions in right now, or you can share a hot take. Trace Gerard added this one. I think Trace is looking for some hot takes because he might steal one and try and repackage it as his own. 
I'm just going to put this out there. Trace Girard is a Saints guy here at Chat Sports, and his Saints won week one. A win's a win, no doubt about it. It's kind of an ugly win. Oh, it so was may- disgusting. Yeah. Was, so- I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a good win. It was disgusting. Uh-huh. But a win is a win is a win. Yep, a win is a win is a win. All right, coming up on the show. So you can super chat, by the way, if you want to skip the line. we got 394 people watching at the moment. So if you want to jump to the front, feel free to super chat or use hashtag Browns in the chat. We're going to run through the latest news and rumors, lots to discuss. Plus, is this Browns defense legit? We're going to break that down on the show today. So a lot to go over and, like we just talked about, that mailbag to wrap it all up. All right, Trace, could you give some shout-outs for a moment, please? I just got to change something in the depth chart here because we had some more roster shuffling. All right, guys. So real quick, can we do something for me? Everyone rapid-fire type B for Browns. I want everyone to show some love to the Cleveland Browns who have been lighting it up this entire offseason, who have had a wildly impressive week one. So CG Zone, Wolfstrand, Kimberly, Arian, Silas, Jake, Frank, Troy, Salitis, Levi, all type in B for Browns. Here come the Bs for Browns, baby. Let's Night go, fight. Browns. Let's go, Browns. Let's, Let's go, Browns. All right, Fred, Levi, Time Man, love to see it. Um... Let's talk about uh, the latest news and rumors. The Browns' defense is it legit, or you know, it's a bit of an asterisk, as some people like to put it. And then that mailbag. So, Trace, whenever we have the green light for you, all right. Let's jump into a live Cleveland Browns report. The Browns are signing offensive tackle Ty Inseki, according to Brad Stainbrook. Now, we are filming today's live show shortly after we already put a video out covering this signing. And since then, the Browns have somewhat clarified it. They are signing Ty Inseki to their practice squad. My suspicion is he'll start on the practice squad, prove he's in good football shape, get elevated to the active roster. But Michael Dunn was added to the active roster as well. But some background information here on Ty Inseki, who kind of becomes Dewan Jones' replacement since Dewan Jones is now busy replacing Jack Conklin. Uh, 2009 UDFA out of Texas State. The guy's a grinder. I mean, Gruden would drool over this player. He started an arena football league, went to the CFL, bopped around different practice squads, caught on for a few seasons at different places in the NFL, but entering year 11 now, after 10 years of experience in the NFL, last season with the Rams, he played 10 games. He started eight for them. The Rams had a horrendous offensive line due to a lot of injuries. Ty Inseki was someone that was brought on to try and keep the ship afloat. And he did, at least in PFF size, a decent job at it, right? An overall grade of 70.6. Listen, I'm not going to stand here and pretend that Ty Inseki is a player I've watched every single snap of film over. But if PFF says 70.6 overall grade and they're adding him to the practice squad, yeah, I'm kind of inclined to believe that he could be a good addition if his name gets called and he could fill in for a pinch. But when we look at the offensive line depth charts here, Dewan Jones slots up. He's your new starting right tackle. Jack Conklin on IR. Ty Inseki to the practice squad. But I think it's practice squad for now with a expectation that he gets elevated to the active roster. And then Michael Dunn got added to the active 53-man roster off of the practice squad. So with Dewan Jones now starting at right tackle, what is your confidence level? 
if you watched every single snap of preseason football, you're probably at a 10 because Dewan Jones was awesome in the preseason. If you didn't watch any preseason ball and you're not a Buckeyes fan and you don't really know much about him, I could see why you'd be a bit skeptical. I'm telling you, it's not going to be this bad, meaning it's not going to be a disaster of the backup fills in and he starts drowning immediately. No, Dewan Jones looked really good in the preseason. I'm at like a 6.4, 6.5, somewhere in that range. I don't want to get swept up too much in preseason football because, after all, he did just block second and third string defensive ends. But he held his weight against some good pass rushers last week uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm at a solid 6.5 right now. Now, coming up next on the show, DTR. Could he be going to the Jets? Aaron Rodgers out for the year, of course, and Robert Salah as some confidence in Zach Wilson, but there was no confidence in Zach Wilson last year. If Wilson starts to look like 2022 Wilson, I think you might see a changing at the quarterback spot. And then the Steelers are down two starters, so we're going to run through all of that. But let me get some shout-outs right now. Uh, Jeremy's at a 6 when it comes to the confidence level. Amari's at an 8. Jacob's at a 7. Emmett Kraft is at a 7. Jake Collier is at an 8. Carlos Walker is at a 9. So overall, I'm seeing a lot of confidence in the young guy. And Dewan Jones, if you are, you know, name searching a little bit, that's fine. If I was starting in the NFL kind of out of the blue, meaning unexpected, you better believe when I go home at night, I want to know if people are believing in me or not. So I'm at a solid 6.5, so it's good to see everyone else be a little bit above me. That way I can kind of uh, pull myself up to where you are. Now let's talk about DTR because it took Twitter by storm last night. Brett Coleman, who runs a great YouTube channel, he tweeted out, DTR to the Jets, do it, do it, do it. So that was like the first tweet I saw. And then it just started raining down tweets where you've got the national media encouraging it because they don't really have the best, you know, the Browns' best interest at heart. And you've got Browns media going, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, stop talking about trading our guys, okay? We like DTR. We're not interested in trading him away just because you enjoyed what you saw in preseason, that might be good for the Jets, but it might not be good for us, as Nick Padone kind of points out, that I don't think the Browns would even entertain that weird conversation ever since last night. But Warren Sharp even jumped in on this conversation. This is a petition to go get Dorian Thompson-Robinson to the Jets. Make it happen by any means necessary, Woody. So once again, you've got like Brett Coleman, Warren Sharp, two you know, big head or big icons in the online sports uh, football media world, if you will, whatever that like Venn diagram circle is, encouraging DTR to the Jets because for your average NFL fan that doesn't have a horse in the race, yeah, DTR was awesome in the preseason. It makes some sense. If he can stay awesome with the Jets, they could stay contenders. But Brad Stainbrook is not on board with all this. Uh, he tweeted out, no way the Browns would consider trading rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson to the Jets even if Josh Dobbs was still here, I couldn't see it. So before I give you my ultimate take and opinion on this, let's kind of run through some background facts on this situation here. DTR in the preseason was 30 for 46, 348 yards, two touchdowns. He threw some really good passes. He threw some tight window throws. He was good with his legs. He was good in the pocket. The guy looked like a five-year NFL vet. Did not look like a fifth-round rookie by any means. Now, when Warren Sharp said, by any means necessary, here's my means. Negotiations start at a first. Take it or leave it, right? If the Jets actually called, which they never would, but if they did, 
and said, we are blown away by DTR's tape. We'll take whatever it takes to get him. We'll do it. This would be a trade that could get a lot of people fired in New York if it did not go well. So, no, the Jets are not actually going to offer a first. But if you're the Browns, you go, we drafted DTR in the fifth. He has been nothing short of a draft steal so far. We're not going to take a fifth back for him. He's improved since then. So we're going to oversaturate the market a little bit. Nothing less than a third, right? He's worth more than a fifth. So the next round down would be a fourth round. But the Jets are desperate. So you know they're desperate. So you could actually bump it down a second round as kind of a midseason tax going, what are you going to do about it? We're already off and running. The season is here. You're not finding anyone else at this point. So if you really want them, nothing less than a third. And I know that is going to, you know, I would say rub people the wrong way, but I love DTR. And this is not me advertising trade DTR. But if you got a notification that the Browns traded DTR for a third and David Putney, tell me you wouldn't be excited about that. Minus the David Putney part. But tell me you wouldn't be like, okay, we're going to miss DTR, but whether it's a third, they they can't do a second. The Jets have a... Second, going to the Packers for Rodgers. A first is a no-brainer, and we're not even discussing it any further. But a third, come on. A third-round pick. Browns don't have a first-rounder next year. I I would not be, like, ecstatic about losing DTR, but I wouldn't mind picking up an extra third-round pick next year. But be honest with me. Would you trade DTR to the Jets? The Jets aren't going to offer a third for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's just too good of a pick for a player who is too unproven. That's just way too big of a gamble as a GM. I mean, if the Jets do that, think about all the draft capital they have sunk in the quarterback position between Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's a lot of assets going to just one position. Not the best uh, managerial practice. Now, I did see an interesting uh, tweet from one of our longtime subscribers here at the channel who replied to my joking tweet about DTR for a first conversation ends there. Deion Owen said, nope, sign P.J. Walker to active roster after Conklin goes on IR, then trade P.J. for a conditional pick. It starts off as a seventh rounder, but based on P.J.'s snap count, it could be turned into a fifth. Thoughts? I'm all for this. I trade. You can get a fifth for your practice squad quarterback. Sign me up. If you can get the Jets on board with this, that would be impressive because P.J. Walker stunk it up in the preseason for the Bears. He lost his starting backup role to a UDFA who played Division II football. And the Bears ate a lot of, you know, guaranteed money to move on from P.J. Walker because he was that bad. Now, I like P.J. Walker on the practice squad. He's a really bright guy, and he's probably a very good influence for Deshaun Watson and DTR while game planning and whatnot. But you're not going to get a fifth for him. But if you could, with the conditions that Dion outlined, yeah. Who would be opposed to trading your practice squad quarterback for a potential fifth rounder? Not me. Now, what I definitely am not opposed to is getting started with our sponsor today, Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Now, I personally have used the Game Time app when I went to a college football game in Charlotte not too long ago. For UNC South Carolina, me and all my friends, we use Game Time, and they gave us $20 off our tickets with our first purchase. So thanks to Game Time, we were able to enjoy some well-priced tickets and a, you know fairly priced tickets, and we also were able to see what our view would be like. So we didn't show up to the stadium having no idea 
what the view would be like, how far back we would be, or how close to the field we would be. GameTime offers this incredible bird's eye view, so you know exactly what your seat view is before you even sink your hard-earned money into it. So if you want to go to a Browns game this year, or not even the Browns, if you don't live in Cleveland, whatever your favorite team is, or if you want to go see a concert, or if you want to go catch a Guardians game, a Cavs game, whatever it may be, make sure you download the GameTime app. With promo code BROWNSCHAT, they give you $20 off your first purchase. So download the GameTime app, create an account, use that code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Terms apply, but once again, create an account and redeem the code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off that first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All that information is in the comments and the description of today's video. Let's just talk football, NFL-wise, for a moment here, not specific to the Browns. What are the Jets going to do, right? Are they going to stick with Zach Wilson? Robert Salah spoke to the media today, and he said, Zach Wilson is our guy, right? He's our quarterback. That That's the plan. Yeah, he's your quarterback for week two. We also saw him get benched last year and be a healthy scratch at times in 2022. So call me crazy. I don't know how much in bed Robert Salah is with Zach Wilson beyond just this upcoming week, right? When you look at what Wilson did last, uh, oh, not last, filling in on Monday night after Rodgers went down, 14 for 21, 140 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was more than serviceable, right? Wilson made some good throws. Uh, Garrett Wilson had an incredible catch in the end zone. But the Jets know that they cannot count on wins coming from the opposing quarterback turning it over four times and your special teams getting a walk-off punt return touchdown. Like, that's just not a recipe for success week in and week out. So if the Jets do want to explore a trade market, I put together some names that they could trade for. I know the Jets say they're sticking with Wilson, but I don't buy it if Wilson does not pick up his act and you know improve his play after last year. Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky, all of those guys have a lot of NFL experience, of course. Ryan Tannehill is the deep, deep, you know, long shot here, but what if the Jets offer, you know, a, a trade package that the Titans can't refuse and they are dying to get, like, Will Levis out there, even though he's not even the backup. Uh, Cooper Rush, he looked really good filling in for Dak last year. Taylor Heineke, he is the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, if he comes off the bench, he's awesome. If you start him week one, Probably won't be very good. Gardner Minshew's got some good, uh, you know, games under his belt. Mike White was good for them last year. Never forget the Mike White game. Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold, anyone? How funny would that be if Darnold went back to the Jets and saved the day for New York? And then Jacoby Brissett, he's awesome. He's a future Hall of Fame quarterback. The Jets would be stupid not to give up a couple of firsts for Jacoby Brissett. Free agent options now. Tom Brady. <laughs> You just got to mention Brady, right? You're not doing it right if you don't mention Tom Brady when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, Phillip Rivers wanted to, apparently or the Niners wanted Phillip Rivers last year. Does he still want to sling it? Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles. Just some options right there. Ultimately, I think the Jets stick with Wilson for at least this week, but I could see them moving on after this week as well. All right, next, next up on the docket, we're going to run through a week two matchup and some injury notes to get to between the Browns and the Steelers as Pittsburgh is down. Some key players going into this very pivotal Week 2 matchup, right? If you lose Week 1, Week 2 becomes a must-win game in the fan base's eyes. It's not always that way. I know last year the Bengals went down 0-2, and they had a pretty successful year. So as fans, we like to envision 0-2 is just something you cannot come back from. 
but it's not always the case. So for the Browns, they have an opportunity to go 2-0 and for the first time since, got Trace, a guy named Bill Belichick was the head coach in Cleveland. 30 years ago. 30 years ago was the last time the Browns started off 2-0. and Wow, indeed. But to put a bow on the Jets segment, yeah, is the Jets season over? Yes or no? Can they come back from this Rodgers loss, or is it done? Let me know what your honest opinion is down in the comment section. Some injury news that I want to share with everyone regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. Defensive tackle Cam Hayward and wide receiver Deontay Johnson have both been ruled out for this game on Monday. Pretty much expected. Yeah, I'll say it. They've been ruled out. So the Steelers injury report. Hayward is expected to miss somewhere between six to eight weeks with a groin injury. Meanwhile, for Deontay Johnson, he's expected to miss, quote, a few weeks with a hamstring injury. So both of those guys under those circumstances would, of course, be knocked out for not only just week two against Cleveland, but the next couple of weeks as well. This is a huge loss for the Steelers. Cam Hayward might not be the best player on the Steelers roster. That goes to TJ Watt. But in a lot of ways, he might be the most important player. We're sure if you lose Watt, that feels like an ultimate gut punch. But I think Steelers fans are going to see what it's like to not have Cam Hayward out there. And he is extremely important to what they want to do on defense. As for Deontay Johnson, Kenny Pickett was atrocious in week one. So not only does he have a tough task going up against Jim Schwartz and this defense, he won't have his top wide receiver. George Pickens is a very good, very talented player. But Allen Robinson is ancient at this point. Calvin Austin is relatively inexperienced. So this should be another great day for the Browns secondary with Denzel Ward on Pickens, Martin Emerson on Allen Robinson, and then Greg Newsom on Calvin Austin. I'm not quite sure how Kenny Pickett's going to move the ball down the field without Deontay Johnson. As for the Steelers' defensive line with Hayward out, Keanu Benton, the rookie out of Wisconsin, would be that next man up. He looked really good in the preseason, so... By no means is this a silver lining, but when you've got a good backup in place, at least that kind of softens the blow a little. But it's still the most important player, I think, right? The MVP of the defense is without a doubt Watt, but I think Cam Hayward is a sneaky, highly important player in terms of his actual production on the field and what he does for this team and how big of a loss he would be if he's not out there. Now, the Browns are also dealing with some injury notes and news of their own. Uh, Dewan Jones is your new starting right tackle with Jack Conklin out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL and MCL. So Dewan Jones in the 52 snaps he filled in for Conklin last Sunday, he had some pretty good grades. I mean, PFF overall grade, 49.7. That's really weighed down by his run blocking grade. But the pass blocking was 77.8. And you've got one of the best... You've got the best offensive line coach in the NFL and Bill Callahan. You just got to tell Dewan Jones, like, listen, it's not all going to come together in your first NFL start, but as long as you just keep the quarterback upright, we can work from that, right? We can improve the run blocking and whatnot. It's not going to be an A-plus performance from Dewan Jones, but if we can get him to just kind of limit the damage against T.J. Watt and protect Deshaun Watson, we can roll with that. We can make do with that. But who you got in this game, Browns or Steelers? Type CLE for the Browns, type PIT for the Steelers. I mean, truthfully, heart to heart here, I, down to my core, believe 
that the Browns are going to win this game on Monday Night Football. The Browns are going to start off 2-0 and for the first time in decades. The Steelers are going to start off 0-2. I don't know the last time the Steelers were. they 0-2 last? No, they beat the, they beat the Bengals for uh, week one. So, regardless, Browns starting off 2-0. Book it, baby. Book it. Now, to wrap up the show, we have some super chats and some super thanks to run through here. Chef Rubin with a super chat saying, Browns 30, Steelers 3. What's your prediction? I mean, if you had said Browns 24, Bengals 3, I would have said, all right, how about we come back to earth right now? But you would have been right. So I won't say that, but I won't say 30 to 3. Give me the Browns 27, Steelers 13. Is, is, I, I don't see how the Steelers could do better than the Bengals on offense compared to what they have to work with, but I also don't see how they could be worse than the Bengals because the Bengals' offense last week on Sunday was the bottom of the barrel. So 27-13 Cleveland. Um, John Smith, what's going on, dude? Um, as always, thank you for a fantastic show on behalf of all wonderful Browns fans here today. John, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And it's actually freaky good timing because we can throw on John Smith's uh, his very own super thanks. So, John, we were planning to run through and catch everyone up on all the super thanks we got on the channel recently, and yours was the most recent one. My apologies for missing your fabulous show live, but enjoying now. Thank you on behalf of all Browns fans. Just ask my lovely wife to like and subscribe, even though she is a huge lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. Mrs. Smith, you sound like a wonderful woman. Thank you very much for liking and subscribing. Good luck to the Chiefs the rest of the way. And, John, shout out to you for supporting the show. Chef Ruben also with a super thanks. I always look forward to watching the show. Go Browns. Go Browns, Mr. Chef. Yes, Chef. And then James Plunkett with a super thanks as well. Just a little thanks. I love it. Short and sweet. But, James, thank you very much for your support of the show. All right. That's going to be it for our first segment on this live show. Hit me up on Twitter, by the way. If you are enjoying what we're doing here, there's more of it on my Twitter. So, at Matthew PD, if you have not followed me already, consider going ahead and doing so. So, who you got in this game, everyone? Browns or Steelers? Are we all caught up on the super thinks? On the uh, super chats, I should say? Awesome. Okay. We got John Smith. Yeah. Um, okay. So, who do we got? I'm not seeing a single P-I-T-F. Pitt, indeed. Jacob saying CLE. Time Man the Buckeye saying CLE. Scott's going with the CLE. I love to see it. Jake's going with Cleveland. That Jeep guy's got the Brownies. Emmett Kraft has the Browns. Jersey Dog. Matthew. Love to see it. I just, I'm all in. I'm all in on the Browns just demolishing the Steelers. I mean, like, a statement kind of win, right? Where every year you get a team or two to kind of come out of nowhere that no one sees coming. This is in front of the entire country on national TV. I want everyone going to bed on Monday night going. So there's a new problem in the AFC, and it's the Cleveland Browns, and all the other 15 teams have to now worry about that. If the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bengals weren't enough, the Browns just got added to the list. That's what I want to see. Joshua Miller, next one up here. Were there any weaknesses in the defense anyone noticed? The secondary had no weaknesses, I'll be honest. Like, you're never going to completely shut out a quarterback from completing a pass. I don't think that qualifies as a weakness. Um, linebackers looked good. Special teams. Like, Mike Ford was awesome on special teams. Darius Smith was awesome. Dalvin Tomlinson. Like, no, I, I don't see. Like, 
I, first off, the All-22 has not come out yet. Shout out to NFL Plus. What a, that's another show, uh, another show for another day. Um, but I, I didn't see anything glaring in my first or second watch for the game. So, I, no, I'm going to say no. You held Joe Burrow to 82 yards. Joe Mixon didn't get above 75 rushing yards. Everything was perfect defensively. Oh, just play. Yeah, okay. All right, Ray Bidding with a $2 super chat. Best damn Browns sports show on the internet. Ray, you are too good to me, man. Thank you very much. That really warms my heart up. Thank you very much for your kind words, Ray. You are the best Ray Bidding on the internet. That, I'm, that much I can guarantee. That is a fact right there, Ray. Shout out to you. Go Brownies indeed. Appreciate all of your support here on the channel. Let's go Browns. All right, we're going to have a mailbag coming up in a little bit. So get those questions in, hashtag Browns, or Super Chat like so many of you have done so far today, including this one coming in from Matthew uh, Culpa. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Matthew. Can't wait to see the all-whites under the lights. Great point that you raised. I was reminded about this this morning, actually, and you're right. I cannot wait to see the white helmets, the white out, the I get to wear my white jersey too. I can't wait to see it. You just don't lose in that kind of jersey combination. The Steelers are so screwed for so many reasons, but them having to go up against that Browns-Jersey combo, the Browns just picked up like an extra three points, basically. Hate to see it for Pittsburgh. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Tim Green's in the chat. What's going on? We've got Lil Fred, Kimberly Hurst, Jim, Allen. What's going on, Allen Puckett? Uh, Emerk. A lot of notable names and faces in the chat right now. Nathan. The Browns are going to open an entire shipment of whoop-ass on the Steelers next Monday night. That's a good one. Joshua Miller, that's a good question, but put hashtag Browns. You accidentally forgot the S. Uh, then we can add it to the mailbag later on. Do I drop Christian Kirk for Jacoby Myers? We have now turned into everyone's least favorite segment, your fantasy football team. Um, Jacoby Myers just got a concussion with the Raiders, so maybe not the best time to do that. All right, Mr. Gerard, are we ready to jump into the second segment? So next up on the show, it's actually pretty fitting following Josh's super chat. We're going to talk about the Browns' defense and whether or not this defense is legit. Was it the rain? Was it Joe Burrow's injury? A lot of factors. But I know one thing. The Browns held the Bengals to three points. The Bengals have been to the AFC Championship game two straight years now. That is very impressive for week one. Mr. Gerard, are we ready to do this thing? Okay, my friends, here we go. Let's talk about uh, this Browns defense. Is the Browns defense legit? They held the Bengals to three points in week one, but a lot of people are already attributing Joe Burrow's failures to the rain, to his injury, and those are factors. And the only thing that we all are going to bicker about, but we really can't ever figure out, is what percentage of that is attributed to the rain and to his injury, right? Is it 5% or is it 50%? Because if it's closer to 50, sure, the Browns' defense looked awesome, but that's not sustainable. They're not going to play in bad weather every single Sunday, and they're not going to play injured quarterbacks every Sunday. I don't think it's closer to 50%. I think it's closer to 5%, and I'm going to tell you why on today's show. But we are having a like battle with Steelers talk here, our Steelers YouTube channel at Chat Sports. They've got a very slim four-like lead on us. We had a good lead, I believe, last week against the Bengals. Let's come back this time. Let's demolish the Steelers. I want this to be a start of a new chapter in the AFC North, 
And as corny as it may sound, I don't want the Steelers to get a break. I want them to suffer pain on the field. I want them to suffer pain online. And that's up to you guys. Hit the thumbs up button. Let's take down Steelers talk. So now talking about the Browns defense. Let's just kind of run through some of the takeaways and just, just the facts, okay? Just the facts of the Bengals' offensive struggles in week one. They punted it seven times. They had five three and outs, 142 total yards, less than 50% of time of possession, and only six first downs. That is dreadful. That is what we all would have expected out of the Arizona Cardinals week one. Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals did better than Joe Burrow and the Bengals did. Burrow was less than 50% on completing his passes, only 82 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, didn't even get to finish the game. They had to trot out Jake Browning out there to try and get themselves to the bus. Jamar Chase talked a lot of shit before this game. Dude didn't even come close to backing it up. T. Higgins still does not know what a football feels like this season. He has no idea. They could have made the football's nerf, and T. Higgins would not know because the guy didn't touch the ball in week one. Chase, meanwhile, five grabs for 39 yards. As far as Jamar Chase goes, that is a down day for him. The Browns' defense ultimately, put the stats aside for a second, just eye test it with me here, just watching them play, they were flying around the field. This looked like a different unit. Last year, after big plays, it just felt like, okay, we can exhale, but we know that this is not going to last the rest of the game. This year, it feels like this team just feeds off one another, right? And after every single big play, they just want to go out and get the next big play and make it a bigger play. I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the only one that felt this way. But watching the Browns play, just Greg Newsome walking around like a bad MFR, just no fly zone. Miles Garrett throwing Joe Burrow down on fourth down. Zadarius Smith getting to the quarterback on the first play of the game. Grant Delpit was maybe probably the best of all of them. Like, it never stops with this defense after week one in terms of guys having great plays, terrific contributions, but most importantly, just a different vibe for this defense compared to previous years. The man defense held up just fine. I don't know who needs to hear that, but the man defense for the Browns was just fine, and Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett. The guy had an 89.9 overall PFF grade, six pressures according to PFF, one sack and two tackles, and he wasn't even the best player. I mean, PFF had Grant Delpit and Darius Smith graded out higher than Miles Garrett. Do you know what that does to opposing offensive coordinators? It takes hours off of their sleep going into their week against the Browns. Because Miles Garrett, the best player on this team, was the third best player in some people's opinions after this game. Delpit and Darius Smith outplayed him. That's a very scary sight. That is not good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers or for anyone else. Greg Newsom played a great game. Shelby Harris was not even a starting defensive tackle, and he still had a really good performance. But this Brown secondary, clap it up for a moment. Denzel Ward completely shut down Jamar Chase. He stole his lunch money. Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom, these three guys, they are just the three amigos. They are the three musketeers. They play hard for one another. They play fast with one another. They enjoy what they do. They take pride in what they do. And that is shutting shit down. There was nowhere for Burrow to go. 
Because everywhere he looked, 21, 23, or 0 is all he saw. He wasn't seeing ghosts. He was seeing nothing. All he saw were Browns jerseys. That was Joe Burrow's Sunday in a nutshell right there. Never saw a white jersey. Couldn't, could not find an open guy to save his life. But I know what everyone is saying. But Petey, the rain, uh, uh. You know what? Both offenses and defense played in the same conditions. The rain didn't stop when the Bengals came on the field or came off the field. So both units, two offenses, two defenses, played in the same conditions. One offense scored 24 points. One defense held their opponent to three points. So sure, the rain played a factor. But you know what I'm not going to buy into? The rain only helped the Browns and impacted the Bengals. One team was able to overcome that obstacle. That team, I think, is on a good path this, this season. Now, you're going to be on a great path, by the way, if you get started with our sponsor today, which is Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, okay? Well, with Game Time, it's not because they have fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. So if you want to go to, say, a Cleveland Browns game, a Cavs game, a Guardians game, or wherever you live and whatever you want to see, Make sure you are using the GameTime app to get the last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. You can actually see, we'll throw, we'll throw on screen in a moment here, what your view will look like before you even sit down in your seat. Thanks to GameTime, they actually give you a great bird's-eye view of what your seat's view is, so you're not tricked or you're not uh, misled in terms of how far up you are in the nosebleeds or how close you are to the field. Thanks to Game Time, they have so many great features to allow you to truly know where you'll be sitting. So there's no surprises for you and all your friends when you go to the Browns game. Now, they also have an awesome deal, which is getting $20 off your first purchase when you download the Game Time app and use code BROWNSCHAT to get $20 off. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Download Game Time today, create an account, and use code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but once again, create an account, redeem code BROWNSCHAT for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I thought you all might want to see this quote from Kevin Stefanski on the Browns' defense in week one. The story of the day is our defense, and I just gave Coach Schwartz the game ball because that defense was outstanding. To hold that offense, and I have a ton of respect for that team and that offense and that whole team in general, but to hold them to 143 yards, 2 of 15 on third down was very impressive. And Stefanski, you're spot on, dude. So let me know what grade you would give the Browns defense. Not just like week one grade, but going into week two just as a whole, an entire unit, what grade would you give the Browns defense? An A, B, C, D, or F? I think it's an A grade. I think this defense is legit. I am not just saying that as a prisoner of the moment. I'm not overreacting to this Browns defense beating up on, say, like, 
Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals, or Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, or Anthony Richardson and the Colts, right? Some of the uh, bottom feeder offenses out there. This is the Cincinnati Bengals offense. This is Joe Burrow, cool Joe. He scored three points. This defense is legit. Now, I do want to talk about this defense moving into week two because they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who got curb stomped in week one. Brock Purdy threw for 19 for 29 220 yards and two touchdowns. But Kenny Pickett, 31 for 46, 232 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Allen Robinson was their leading receiver with 64 yards. So honestly, I feel a little bit bad for Steelers fans, for the Yenzers out there. Jim Schwartz against Matt Canada, that is not a fair fight. Matt Canada, the Steelers' offensive coordinator, is the worst offensive coordinator in the National Football League. With Matt Canada entering his third year as the Steelers' OC, look at what his offense has done. First off, let's go back to on Sunday, where they were at the 8-yard line, at the 49ers' goal line, and Matt Canada pressed the wrong button on his controller. He had the offense legit run four verts at the 8-yard line. There's only 18 yards until the back of the end zone. Four verts was the call. Nine total run plays in week one. Nine. You think that's a good idea to kind of ease Kenny Pickett into his first year as the starting quarterback in week one, only giving Najee Harris, former first-round pick, mind you, nine rushing yards or nine rushing uh, attempts split with Jalen Warren? Probably not. The jet sweep on the second play of the year, anytime you can overcomplicate things on the second play of the season, why don't you? Jet sweep, yeah, that's definitely not going to result in a blow-up play against a very talented 49ers defense. Zero 400-yard games in 36 games as an offensive coordinator. Not once under Matt Canada have the Steelers' offense come away like, you know what, we just dominated today. We put up anything we wanted to. The field was the ours for the taking. Zero 400-yard games as the offensive coordinator. And finally, 27 of 36 games under Matt Canada, they have scored less than 20 points. 27 out of 36. I'm not a great guy at math, but that sounds like over two-thirds of the time, they're not even getting to 20 points. Yeah, Jim Schwartz against Matt Canada, it's not a fair fight. This one's over. So predict the score for me, Browns versus Steelers down below in the comment section. I'm taking the Browns in this one. I think Cleveland wipes the floor with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is my first score prediction because I always change it as we get closer to Sunday. But give me the Browns 27, Steelers 13. I know it sounds weird the Steelers score more points than the Bengals did, but I just think that the Browns can't hold every opponent to three points, and the Steelers at home might be able to pick up a touchdown and some field goals. But still, the Browns take care of business 27 to 13. Now, to wrap up the show, we're going to bring back a segment that we did last year at the end of shows after every single week, and that's Petey's Doghouse. And this doghouse changes depending on if the Browns win or lose. But they won, which means we are giving out extra treats. So a good boy, everyone's got every neighborhood, every apartment complex, every household has that good boy always getting an extra pet or two. The good boy, Greg Newsom. Newsom has been a player that probably, and I'm somewhat guilty of this, has not gotten enough credit for being a very good, talented cornerback in the league, he's a good boy. He was really good in week one. Uh, extra treats, Zadarius Smith. He gets a couple extra treats. Just sneak him one under the table because he started his career off in Cleveland with a bang. 
the pressure on the first play of the game leading to an incomplete pass, and that after the game is over, the guy's trying to go party and hang out with the dog pound in the MVP club or section or whatever you want to call it, going into the locker room. That's a Cleveland Brown player. And then finally, no leash, meaning there's that psycho in everyone's neighborhood. For me, they live in my floor in our apartment building. They don't put their dog on a leash. They're like, no, no, we trust it. Who are you impressing when you're doing this? No one goes to bed at night being like, isn't it crazy what the couple in 4-4-3-2 do? No dog on their leash, no. But if there was someone I trust so much they don't need a leash at all, it'd be Jim Schwartz. Like, Jim Schwartz, do what you want. The world is your oyster, Jim Schwartz. Call whatever you want to call. You have no disagreements for me, no armchair quarterback for me. Jim Schwartz is off the leash. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Matthew PD. I'm always talking brownies over there. So if you want more Browns content in your life, hit me up on Twitter. Predict the score for me, Browns versus Steelers. What are we thinking, huh? What are we thinking? Josh says 27 to 10 Browns. Levi Mayfield, 45 to 3 Browns. 45 to 3. That is adventurous. But I, I love the ride you're on, dude. I love it. Josh is going 31 to 17. Ty Man says 38 to 7. Jacob 32 to 9. 12-9 and 0, saying 35-17 Browns. Um, keep giving those score predictions down in the chat. I will give more shout-outs. Jersey Dog, 28-13. to We do have a super chat, by the way, that came in during that last segment from Mac Predilis, Miami Mac. When did we move lives to Tuesday? Ella didn't know. I put a community post out for this like two, three weeks ago going into the start of the year. Um... I don't know, the higher-ups here at Chat Sports, if you want the behind-the-scenes uh, look, kind of reshuffled the live show schedule. We got moved to Tuesday, so we're Tuesday now. And then with the breaking news of the Browns signing an offensive tackle, we decided just to go live a little bit earlier. But, yeah, Tuesdays at 5 o'clock Eastern moving forward, even though it is uh, 4.47 Eastern right now, we go live a little earlier when breaking news comes out. Mac. Thanks so much for the super chat, though. But if you have a question related to the Cleveland Browns, not just the Cleveland Browns report, but if you want to ask more about our show, by all means, feel free to do so. Uh, use hashtag Browns, or you can super chat. If you super chat, we guarantee your question on screen for everyone to see. If you go the hashtag Browns route, well, producer Trace Gerard just picks his favorite questions, and I can't guarantee that he will pick your question. So we'll have a mailbag coming up in just a moment. But start getting those questions in Super Chat or Hashtag Browns if you want to go that route down in the live chat section. We'll actually start, Trace, with the first question. I'm kind of starting something new. Um, so once we get enough questions in, we will get this thing rolling. Cool guy called Zone, what is your recording? He deleted it. I don't know. I don't know what my recording means, but hopefully we get a clarification. Jacob has a great hot take. Jacob... If you super chat, we will throw that great hot take on screen for everyone to see. Um, okay. All right. Um, little. Uh, we'll start with yeah. Let's start with that question right there. No, no. Uh, the the one you were just on. Yeah. Let's do that one. Okay. Yeah, I can see what the questions are before they even come on screen. I get like a little bit of a head start. That's more behind the scenes knowledge. Um, are we ready? All right. If we have enough questions, last call for anyone that wants to super chat. If you super chat and, well, if you super chat, you guarantee a spot on screen. I don't know where I was going with that sentence for a moment, but we, we saved it. 
Okay, here we go. Let's jump into a live Cleveland Browns report. Mailbag time here on the Browns report. First question coming in from Cool Guy Called Zone. What is your prediction prediction for all the other AFC North teams? I'm not going to overreact too much from the week one results. That's what everyone wants us to do. But my record prediction for the Browns stays at what it was before the start of the year, which was 12 wins for Cleveland. I had them beating the Bengals. They beat the Bengals. I'm not going to add more wins now because they did what I predicted them to do, right? For the Steelers, I'm going to keep it around where it was, and that's 8-9. and nine. Um, I just I think this is the year that Tomlin's stupid 500 and above streak ends. So 8-9 uh, for Pittsburgh. For the Bengals, I'm going to go with... And go with 11 wins, 11 and 6. And for the Ravens, give me 10 and 7. So Browns, Bengals, Ravens, 10, 11, 12 wins. I know that sounds pretty impossible, but last year the NFC East had the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants all make the playoffs. So it is possible. This one coming in from Chef Ruben, a $10 super chat. What's going on, dude? I believe in Watson. Watson still has. Okay, number one, I believe in Watson. I agree. Number two, Watson still has a lot to prove. I also agree. Number three, Watson is prone to have an injury the way he is used to run the football. Yes, I definitely get a little bit of a heart attack every time Watson takes off, but he's a big, big, you know, he's a big frame dude. He's a big guy. He can take some hits, no doubt about it. But I agree, there are definitely times where I'm like, can't you just slide, please? Like, I know you can get an extra yard or two, but for everyone's sake at home, we don't need to bring back the cardiac kids' days anymore. How about you just slide? Uh, hell no on a DTR trade. So we are filming this mailbag during our live show, by the way, which airs every Tuesday at 5 o'clock Eastern. So I have no idea how that's going to you know, hold over for the next couple of days. But, yeah, unless they blow you out of the water with an offer you can't refuse, I agree. I'm not interested in trading DTR for a fourth or a fifth or anything like that at all. $2 Super Chat coming in from Soul Train. How good can they be with a healthy Juan Thornhill? Great question because quietly what was forgotten during the first game of the season was no Juan Thornhill. Hopefully he'll come back for week two against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I said, this is being filmed on Tuesday. So if some injury designations come out, just roll the punches here. But as a whole, getting Juan Thornhill back, very good, right? For starters, you're going to get a lot of three safety looks of Delpit, Thornhill, and McLeod on the field at one time. Two linebacker sets, Anthony Walker and J.O.K. Taki Taki coming off the bench with some fresh legs. That's going to do wonders on just special teams, but also on defense as well. So I'd love to see Juan Thornhill come back because this defense could really go to new heights with him. Juice box guy. Should the Browns re-sign Kareem Hunt after Jerome Ford's week one performance? Good question. Um, everybody wave goodbye to Juice Box. Um... When it comes to signing Kareem Hunt, I know this is a little bit of like fan porn of like bring back Kareem Hunt, right? A guy who's from Northeast Ohio. He has connections to the area and all that. And he has some good years for the Browns, no doubt about it. But last year was not one of those years. He had a career low in rushing average and receiving average. And he might be better than Jerome Ford right now. I'm not ruling that out as a possibility because Jerome Ford missed all the preseason, and it was not an awesome debut for him with that fumble in the regular season. But I'm going to give Jerome Ford a couple of more weeks. Two more weeks. If week three comes and goes, and Jerome Ford does not look like a competent backup running back who either A, 
could fill in for an injured Nick Chubb, knock on wood, it never happens, or two, take on some serious touches in the passing game, then yeah, I think you give Kareem Hunt a call and you say, listen, we don't need you to play 17 games. We're already almost a quarter of the way into the schedule. Can you come and play some good football with a lesser role than you had before, but some fresh legs to help this offense out? But what do you think? Should the Browns re-sign Kareem Hunt? I'm willing to give Jerome Ford a little bit more time because he did miss all the preseason. He might have some cobwebs to shake off. He fumbled the ball on a rainy day, a wet ball, a little hard to hold on to. But if we don't see a dramatic turnaround after the second or third game, I think you pick up the phone and you call Kareem Hunt, you call Daryl Henderson, you call Leonard Fournette, you call someone. Soul Train with another $2 Super Chat. When is Siaka Ika replacing Jordan Elliott? Not anytime soon. Ika was not even dressed on Sunday. He was a healthy scratch. He was inactive. And I think that is what people need to come to grips with, which is Ika's not going to have some breakout, I mean, breakout. He's not going to have some huge, impactful rookie season like we all just want him to have. He's a third-round rookie who has to go under a dramatic change as to what he was doing in college which was being a tree stump to what Jim Schwartz wants him to be, which is a Ferrari. That's not easy. You don't go from a dump truck to a Ferrari in just a few months. It takes some time. So I don't think you're going to see him replace Jordan Elliott anytime soon. Drift Dude 9000, hot take. Browns sweep everyone in the division except the Ravens, tie, except Ravens tie them for the season. I could see them sweeping the Steelers. I could see the Bengals getting one back in Week 18. They beat the Browns last year in Cincinnati. I don't think that's completely out of the question. As for the Ravens, I agree. This feels like, and that's just a tie in the series. I feel like it's a team, it's a, it's a series where the home team loses, right? Where you get one on the road, but you drop one at home. I don't really know why I feel that way. I could also see them just tying the Ravens altogether. But I, I get uh, weird vibes from Browns-Ravens this year. Now, before we get on to the rest of the questions on today's show, only real ones subscribe here to the channel. So if you want to be a part of one of the best Cleveland Browns YouTube communities, make sure to hit the sub button down below. We are growing at a rapid pace. We're at 23,000 subscribers. It's crazy to think that. If you've been subscribed for a while, take a stroll down memory lane. Let me know down in the comment section when you subscribed, how many subscribers we were at. But if you have not subscribed, consider doing so today. Jacob Burhana, what's going on, dude? I bet Elijah Moore will have more receiving yards than Amari Cooper. I'm not going to make that bet. Amari Cooper is Deshaun Watson's go-to guy. Elijah Moore hopefully will evolve for more than just being a um, like a fun package or a trick play guy. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's used in a limited role like a Swiss Army knife. No, I want Elijah Moore to have a regular role as a receiver in this offense and not just a specialty Swiss Army, jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. But I think Amari Cooper is still going to have more yards. But I do respect the hot takes. Everyone's got to get some hot takes off their chest every once in a while. Joshua Miller, if the season goes downhill, I kind of want to stop reading right there, but okay. For whatever reason, who would we possibly put on the trade block for future assets? Um, I don't like this talk, but if you're forcing me to give you a name... Jed Wills, right? Try and get something out of him. That'd probably be your best bet. I'd go with Jedrick Wills. Christopher Gillespie, 
Do you think Will, that's weird timing. Do you think Will finishes the whole season for the Browns? Well, he got an x-ray done after the win, and Kevin Stefanski said he's fine. The x-rays were negative. He's got no injury designation, it sounds like, going into week two. But, yeah, Jed Wills, unfortunately, battled with injuries throughout the start of his career. Then he kind of got healthy, and now here we are again with him getting an x-ray after the game. So I can't say one way or the other, but his track record would indicate he would play through a lot of injuries. So for that reason, I think he finishes the year. I don't know if he's healthy throughout the year. Now, before we get to the rest of today's questions, BetUS, our proud sportsbook partner, has an awesome deal for the dog pound. Go to chatsports.com slash bet. Promo code Browns125. When you do that, they give you a 125% deposit bonus. So if you want to put some money down on, say, the Browns minus two right now as I film this, I'm telling you, Cleveland's winning. And they're not winning by just a point or two. I'm taking minus two. I took Browns money line week one. They were they were underdogs. That was free money. Bet US just said, here's our money. Do that with me this week. Chatsports.com slash bet. Promo code Browns125. Next question coming in from Smearzak or something like that. Do you think Delpit will be a pro bowler this year? He's flying around the field, and he's one of the few true dogs we have on this entire roster. I think... Grant Delpit could play at a Pro Bowl level. Will he get officially, you know, voted in? It's so unpredictable because fans vote, and fans don't know everyone, especially players on teams that aren't the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers. Teams that don't play a ton of primetime games tend to slip through the cracks. So I have no doubt that Grant Delpit could play at a Pro Bowl level and even be an all-time Pro Bowl snub. And in my book, even if it's unofficial, he's a Pro Bowler in my eyes. But I do think, yes, he could be a Pro Bowler this year. Nighthawk. <laughs> That's a good one. What could the Browns get for David Bell in a trade? Um, very little. I hate to break it to you. This is like, uh, this is like the scene from Nathan for you. I hope you're hungry. For nothing, like, who's calling for David Bell right now? He had a bad drop on Sunday. Sure, it was raining, but it hit him right in the middle of the chest. Last year, 214 yards. This is not me giving up on David Bell, but I just don't know what team is making a call for Bell. And if the Browns want to move on from a third-round pick 18 games later and just, you know, put a fork in it and try and get a seventh back, if you're only going to get a seventh, you might as well wait it out for the rest of the year and see if he can improve. Because you might have a big role for him next year if you lose a couple of receivers in free agency. So I would rather hold on to him, see if he can improve. Sure, maybe you can get a 2026 seventh round pick, but what's that going to do for you? Nothing. I'd rather give him the rest of the year to see if he can kind of improve and become a, a somewhat playable NFL receiver. But have you given up on David Bell, yes or no? Give me your honest opinion down below in the comment section. I have not given up on David Bell, but he's making it really hard right now for me. So that's where I stand at the moment. But give me your thoughts in the comment section. This is the last question for today. Lil Fred, what's going on, dude? Jim Schwartz will take Kevin Stefanski's spot. Book it. I said it first. Oh, boy. Hot takes. Uh, hot takes central here. Maybe, like, I, I, I don't think it's impossible to rule out if things don't go well this year and it's only been one game so far, you know, 
Kevin Stefanski getting the boot, and if Jim Schwartz is looking good, maybe he could step in. I, I don't think this is an outer space take, but we're definitely thinking down the line. And hey, little Fred, if this does happen, we'll circle back to this moment. But for now, I kind of want to enjoy what we are currently bathing in, which is a good Browns football team. Let's not talk about replacing the current head coach when this team is looking really good. You see what I'm saying? Last one coming in from Chef Ruben. How about that Harrison Bryant touchdown? Reliable, indeed. I did not have Harrison Bryant scoring the first touchdown of the season, like passing touchdown. I had Deshaun Watson going to David Njoku, so like 70% of the way there. But Harrison Bryant, I am still waiting for the day when I maybe even in an airport, right? I feel like airports are good spot to spot, good spot to spot random jerseys. If I see anyone in a Harrison Bryant jersey, automatic blank check for me. I just think that's like the most random Browns jersey you could ever have. So I'm waiting for the day to bump into a Harrison Bryant jersey and be like, all right, I got to buy you a beer right now. That's going to do it for us on this mailbag. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter, by the way, at Matthew Petey. If you want more Browns discussion, discourse, or just making fun of the Steelers, hit me up on Twitter at Matthew Petey.